This is Christine Brown, and while I have to listen to this podcast as my motherly duty, you have the choice not to. My sons, and of course Michael, sometimes say some naughty things when they're trying to be funny, but really, they're just being stupid. You still want to listen? Go right ahead. I am not your mother. Hi, right, welcome everybody. Welcome back. If you're stuck with us this long, this is episode seven, week seven of the 2001 season. Uh, we're going to be going over the Patriots visiting the Denver Broncos this week. Um, and with me today, we have Mr. Mike Mello. How are you, Mike? I'm doing very well. How are you doing? Oh, I'm living the dream. I'm sitting in my Belichick hoodie on my bed talking Patriots. Pantsless, uh, as yeah. usual. This is true. It's uh, the the laptop gets hot on my crotch, but you know I kind of like that, so it's it fine. feels good. It does. Uh, and also with me is uh, the baby brother Greg Brown. How you doing, bud? Hey, Andy. Hey, Ooh, Mike. You, you sound so nice, Greg. I know. I feel nice too. <laughs> Are you wearing the same thing that Andy is wearing? Well, I wear the same thing every day. Which is. <laughs> um. Nice tight sweatpants. Okay. A Brady jersey. All right. And no underwear. Ooh. Like well, how that. could you with the tight sweatpants? Exactly. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, I have a bone to pick with you. Who? You. Me? Yeah. Uh-oh. How come you didn't respond to my birthday wish? Oh, dude. I didn't respond to anybody's. That's really messed up. Yeah, I... I was like, I don't know. I was somewhere where I was like really hungover or something. And I, like, I, it gave me anxiety. I had so many, you know, not a brag or anything, but. I got I gotcha. I got gotcha. you. I understand. You know, my, my phone was on like 2% and I was like, dude, I, I just can't do this. That's fair. So I, I accept I that. Like, I'm sorry. That's okay. I mean, we didn't talk for so long. I was like, oh, that's a bummer. You know, I appreciate it. I feel better. Know. I'm glad so we cleared the air. Yeah, we're off to a good start. I think this is going to be a good one. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, uh, speaking of good starts, how about this football game? Well, wait. Can we uh, can we talk about uh, Spygate two? Oh, first? we're going to go into that right now. Yeah. Well, let's just touch on it briefly. Okay. Well, all right. I mean, because this is a current uh, Patriots podcast, but sure. Well, I mean, it's a hot topic right now. <laughs> This is true. And by the time uh, everyone listens to this, uh, we'll get the resolution so people can uh, let us know how that. That's, I don't works know. We're not releasing this till after the season, so I don't think we'll have heard by then. But oh, uh, shots fired! <laughs> What's your thoughts, Andy? Um, I think it's even more bullshit than the first uh, Spygate. Oh, surprise, surprise! Yeah. All right, all right. Give me your take then. Hot stuff. No comment. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> dude! Um, that's, you all that for that? Oh dude, man, that's all I say at work because I get asked about it by like everybody. Oh yeah, dude. You know what? You want to hear something funny? We got, it was our Christmas party today, and uh, I was wearing like a Patriots Santa hat, and oh, I yeah. won the raffle thing. <laughs> so like, there's like 200 people booing me because of my hat. <laughs> I didn't even know. It's booing me. And it's not like you're in a like a hotbed of Patriot hatred either. Like yeah, you're in North Carolina. Everywhere. I guess so. Yeah, it was pretty funny. Yeah, well, you know what? Fuck them. I think uh I think they're guilty. But yeah. hey, I don't care. 
<laughs> that's awesome so i think we've covered the spectrum there haven't we <laughs> we've gone from absolutely fucking nothing wrong to no comments so they're definitely guilty but who the hell cares <laughs> did you see uh, ryan clark's comments though i thought they were pretty funny is this the same ryan clark that get that got uh lit up after guaranteeing a win against the 07 Patriots? i'm pretty sure that yeah yeah and he somehow oh. made a career out of talking about it but, oh uh, so uh, okay so i'm sure this is an unbiased uh no but it's funny because even we're about dude, to hear. We, i think everyone's experiencing uh uh cheating burnout because really? yeah ryan clark he's like he even said he's like dude i think the patriots are the biggest cheaters they do it all the time you know, they're great at it, you know, but then he said that he respected Belichick because Belichick came out and said, Hey, we pushed the boundaries and we cheat, but we didn't do it this time. And so he's <laughs> like, you know, he's like, yeah, I got to give it to Belichick. I don't think he cheated on this one. It's too obvious. They wouldn't have gotten caught. And he was fighting Max Kellerman on that. So I think oh, we're now experiencing a cheating burnout and you know, fuck it. It is what it is. I'll take it. Me too. For like I mean, another 20 years. Is it, is it a real, um, media events unless Mark Burnell cries on TV though I don't know has he done it yet is he on I TV I don't think so Weepy. oh wait didn't he get in, involved with that sex scandal or something NFL Network or am oh, I just was he involved in that too else? I mean probably <laughs> you know if, if that's incorrect retract my statement I don't want to start anything <laughs> you don't want to get us all sued <laughs> no Burnell <laughs> has nasty lawyers believe me who does Mark. Oh, you think so? Oh, yeah. I know Definitely. so. But we'll talk about that off air. <laughs> All I know is that he holds the record for uh, most consecutive completions in a single game at 22. Oh, that is true. Mm -hmm. I thought you were saying you're going to make some random joke about um, he holds the record for consecutive tiers on a broadcast. No, but apparently that might be, he's. Uh, Tomlinson. He's filed for bankruptcy. Okay. According to what, Wikipedia. What are we doing here? What are we doing here? <laughs> Retract that lawyer. What is this? TMZ? He holds a world record as well. Brunel also currently holds the world record for longest throwing catch of a hot dog sausage into a bun. You're full of shit. Are you on Wikipedia? Wikipedia. En.wikipedia.org slash wiki slash mark underscore Brunel. Wikipedia. The distance of the throw and catch was 20.96 meters, which is uh, 68 feet 9 inches for those Americans out there. For the record-setting throw, the hot dog was caught by former Green Bay Packer teammate Gilbert Brown. I don't like any of this. Wasn't Gilbert Brown like a defensive lineman? No, you're thinking of Gilbert Gray. He's a nose, no, he's a nose tackle. Yeah. What's eating? <laughs> what's he eating? <laughs> you know what's eating Gilbert Grape? is Gilbert Brown. This dude was huge. I didn't like any of this. Six right, two seven. three forty. <laughs> hey, you started it. I'm sorry. I knew. <laughs> All right. So, um, yeah. So the week leading into week seven, let's just touch on that a bit because I thought there was some pretty good quotes out there. Um, on the Boston Globe Sunday edition, the day of the game, there was an article about should the Pats play trade Bledsoe. So this was kind of the first signs of an actual quarterback controversy okay thought that now, i have a question though for you yeah yeah the uh so in that article like they're talking about like how he signed an extension bledsoe did and it was for like four years but mm. i thought that he was under a 10-year contract am i wrong here yeah i thought it was like 10 years 100 million dollars right 
Yeah, that's what I thought. But in the article, it said like four years, like something. I don't know who wrote that article, but yeah, what if it's like some made-up sort of numbers, you know, where it's like, oh, oh yeah, no, it's it's ten years, a hundred million, but only the first four guaranteed uh, gotcha. sort of thing, like right, right, or something. Yeah, that, that that's my guess. Okay, um, but there was a couple of quotes that I enjoyed from this. The first one was, um, "The Patriots could trade Bledsoe and not get killed financially. Will they?" highly unlikely to start with when he is healthy he is still one of the best quarterbacks in the league and beyond that he's a great team player and person true so, i mean truth, I, I agree with all of that except for the uh still one of the best quarterbacks in the league because we know he got traded to buffalo and wasn't the best quarterback in the league from there. well but he was at the time though i suppose an argument could be made yes um, well, I thought we already discussed it. And it might have been the last episode, but we were talking about whether <laughs> Bledsoe could could have been the goat given the opportunity with Belichick. And I, for one, believe that oh, that's it could right. Have been. Right? Yeah, I think I think that was just you and me talking about that. Okay. What do you well, think? What do you think, Jay? Was was Bledsoe like an elite quarterback? Well, if if Bledsoe didn't get hurt, would he have had the success that Brady ended up having? Goat status? No way. Yes, sir. No way. You're nuts. Dude, we talked about it week one. Bledsoe's- I know, but, but this is about, we talked about this before week one. <laughs> Dude, Bledsoe didn't have the it factor, you know? He wasn't the gamer like Brady is. That's the reason Brady's better than everybody else. It's not like physical stuff. He's like, it's fourth quarter, down four points. We'll talk about it later in this game, but still. <laughs> All right, well, what if you gave him, what if you gave him uh, three years of like great defenses and then you just took out half of his interceptions. <laughs> would, would that make you feel better? So now we're now we're handicapping this like it's golf. I hey, we're making the rules as we go. <laughs> I love it. Um, I mean, if you half his interceptions, I think most of those probably came towards the end of games where he was driving for game-winning touchdowns. So you may be actually onto something. I know, and and check out these numbers. Speaking of interceptions, I thought it was pretty fun. Again, I'm all for Bledsoe potentially being the GOAT. Um, we also <laughs> argued that with the rules that Brady um, has has enjoyed in, in the NFL, um, now you never know what could have happened with Bledsoe. But career numbers here, Bledsoe's career, um, 251 touchdowns, 206 interceptions. Not the, not the greatest, but he, you know. But more I mean, touchdowns than interceptions. Correct. And then Brady, okay. though, 536 touchdowns, 178 interceptions. So he's still <laughs> yeah. like 40 off of like Bledsoe. <laughs> I don't know if he'll hit that. Yeah, wasn't there some stat recently um, where Brady had the same amount of interceptions as like Steve Grogan and somebody else, but had like, oh, I don't know, some stat like that. Or, yeah, because I thought it was like he had 151 interceptions and they both they both did. And then Brady finally broke that that tie, except he had 500 touchdowns on top of it. Well, he's definitely um, adding to that number quicker than usual lately. So That's true. We can talk about that. Yeah, well, um, speaking of interceptions, uh, the other quote from this article that I wanted to get to was uh, they were quoting Bill Parcells and um, talking about, uh, you know, if, if, if Parcells thought Brady would be like a, an actual quality quarterback in the league he said it happens to all quarterbacks said parcells on his national radio show 
They have a bad game somewhere along the line. Brady will throw an interception and you'll throw more than one. Someday he's going to be in a game where he and his team take a beating like 31 to 10 or something and he throws four interceptions. And then it goes on to say, you know, how does he bounce back from that? That sort of thing. But the fact that this was in the, the article on the day of this game, I thought was almost prophetic. Well, you know what's crazy? Because I saw that note that you jotted down. So I did uh, some research on Bill Parcells, man. This guy might be a prophet. I mean, I came, I came yeah. across some interesting things. First of all, his name is Dwayne Charles, by the way. It's not even Bill. Yeah, um, I remember that. Yeah, it was something like he was mistaken for another guy in high school called Bill so much that he just adopted the name. So that was a little disappointing. But <laughs> wild. <laughs> so but, you're saying the 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 two bills uh, thing that they did between Parcells and Belichick is just a, a complete lie. It's a sham, and it's <laughs> yet another uh, Patriots lie. You know that's that's just being, you know, propagated by the media. Don't get me started. Another asterisk. Right. But uh, we'll call it Bill Gates. <laughs> Bill Gates. Yeah. Right. Okay. I like it. <laughs> um, but yeah, check this out, man. Throughout his career, so Bill uh, Parcells, I was like, he must be a prophet. He predicted, you know, Tom Brady's four interceptions and a thirty-one ten score was strangely pretty close as well. He wasn't um, off by much. He predicted that Terry Glenn was who Terry Glenn was. You know, yep. Maybe Bob Kraft didn't, but he knew. Um, he knew uh, Belichick would be uh, a great coach, as evidenced by giving him a job. Um, and multiple now, times. This, multiple times. Um, mm. He didn't quite know that he was going to bail on him, but hey, we're not perfect. Mm. Um, but here's like the crazy thing. Um, apparently, he also predicted the assassination of JFK, which is <laughs> crazy. me? <laughs> no, he did. He, dude, this is insane. And then right. he, uh, he, he predicted the bombings of Hiroshima and Nagasaki. And this is like <laughs> where it gets like really like weird because I had to fact check like how old he was. No, but this next one, he predicted the French Revolution I read. <laughs> <laughs> I swear to God, dude. But, so, but he, did he miss out on the moon landing though? Because I feel like that would be a big one to add to his. Yeah, I don't camp, think but... he he talked he talked about that one. At least I didn't find it. I mean, this is only okay. five minutes of research. <laughs> but it sure just, sounds it, like five minutes of research. It blew my mind. I don't really swear <laughs> to God. I don't know who's listening out there. I don't mean it's it's on anybody. Wasn't you it? know? Hey, what? <laughs> it's not on Wikipedia. I don't know. It should be because it was fantastic. But anyways, if anybody out there who's still listening wants to find out more, really look into this. <laughs> Code <laughs> <laughs> Really fascinating stuff. Oh, all right. <laughs> I don't know how to recover from that. Um, uh, oh, I had a couple other quotes, or at least one, um, from the Sunday paper. There was uh, a lot of talk about the Brady-Greasy connection because Brady backed up greasy in uh michigan when they were both at, in college and um they there was actually a few articles and the the commentators were beat this horse to death but um the one thing that stood out to me was the quote while football fans in new england are falling in love with tom brady broncos fans out here are close to filing for a divorce from brian greasy oh mm. right that's a that's harsh a do little you think bit. That, like, do you think that Brady, given all his success and everything, do you think he still hates Greasy for like winning a championship when he didn't at Michigan? I don't think so. I think from what I've read and 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 seen, Brady 
has come to realize that he wasn't the best quarterback that year. I think he probably holds a grudge against Drew Henson still. Yeah, okay. that, was that was the one splitting that was... time. Yeah. Yep. But I think Brian Greasy was actually, at the time, the better quarterback when they won that thing. You, okay, you know what's nice. interesting is I was like looking into that dynamic as well, and I went on like the Michigan football you know, like comment section boards or whatever. Oh boy. Yeah. And one of the guys asked the question, like who, who would you rather have like Brian greasy from winning a national championship or Tom Brady being like a, you know, six time Super Bowl winner. And he basically got laughed off the board for even asking it because Brian greasy was the obvious answer. Really? (laughs) Yeah. Dude, college football is a different brand. Dude, they are, yeah, so. they are hardcore, man. Yeah, they don't give a shit about what you do in the pros. It's about like the school, and that's it. Yeah, I guess so. Which I found pretty interesting. Yeah. It is. I mean, uh, I, I mean, you probably have to go with that. I think it makes sense because I mean, if that's the if that's the team that you're following, and yeah. especially like undefeated, um, mm. but yeah, pro career. You know, no contest there, but they—they're rabid, man. They yeah. do not care. Lucky for me, I never went to a college that had a football team, so I have no allegiance. Oh well, that actually segues perfectly into the the last article I wanted to talk about. Um, it was just a small one in the Boston Globe, but it was uh, Joe Paterno sets the win mark for college coaches. Mm. And I don't bring this up for reasons that you're thinking of, but just the fact that I was actually at that game. Okay. Because- this was, and I, I'm now realizing why I don't remember any of these games we watched so far, is because I was at um, Penn State for my first and only semester there. <laughs> oh, what, <laughs> what, what happened? There's but, so much to unwrap right here. But oh yeah, no, we'll get into that. But uh, we'll talk about the game quickly. Wait, wait, wait! Because... Hold up one second. What? Why did you think that? What, what was that comment that you made about me? That I made about you? Yeah. I felt like it was a personal attack where you said that I was you. I thought that you were bringing it up for a different reason. What was that reason? Oh, I'm not talking about you. I was talking about the the listeners. Well, share with the listeners what you're talking about. Oh, just the infamy of uh, Paterno's uh, later years and and his cause of death and such. I haven't heard about it. Yeah, what happened in those years? Oh, um, yeah, there's some conspiracy theory out there about. uh, I don't remember. Something to do with um, the 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 bowling guy that you dressed up for for Halloween from. Um, <laughs> okay. Yeah, so I think he was protecting him or something like that. Um, oh, are you talking about? You know. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, yes. The reason I. Yes. All right, we'll just say what it is. He was protecting a uh, supposed a child molester. Uh, Correct. Who's, um, I think he's going to be in jail for life. Uh, what is it 30 40 years something like that um so i'm sure you didn't know uh paterno on that level where you would you know you could verify if he was protecting anybody or not i don't know if you correct no but i I will say in terms of bad optics yeah this game um and for those that don't know me i think at the time i was six to 150 pounds i'd say that sound about Mm right um and I went to the game in, what was this, probably just uh, late November, October, um, in, you know, 50-ish degree weather with no shirt on and a sign that said, 
I'm not eating until Joe Pa gets his whatever number win. Okay. So that was a, a tough look. Uh, and there were a few people taking pictures of me as I was walking into the game. Oh, man. Was that plastered all over articles when they like outed him? Uh, probably. I hope uh, not. Yes. <laughs> so do I, but, but that picture is floating around somewhere. So, I mean, if, we, if it, this ever gets famous, I'm, I'm, I'm fucked. It is interesting, though, that you were there for that, that era. And yeah. how does it feel knowing that you supported this guy after being accused of what he supposedly did? We don't I know. feel lied to. I feel personally attacked. Do you he feel like you enabled his behavior? Uh, I don't think I was there long enough to enable it um, because that one semester I went, I went there for mechanical engineering. Oh, everything. Yeah. And uh, I know that my GPA was either 0.53 or 0.55. And I think the reason I don't remember exactly is because I don't want to sully the numbers 53 and 55 from either mm. Chris Slade or Willie McGinnis. So I don't remember whose it is because I don't want to associate that negativity with their number. What happened, man? Dude, it's was worse it a choice? Than zero, zero. <laughs> A zero it's zero at least says I gave up. A point five five <laughs> means I put in some effort and I was just that bad. No, no you know I what a point five five says? Right. No, a point five five says I showed up to nothing but the tests and I was completely blindsided by all of them. <laughs> Idiot. <laughs> getting, getting a, the, uh, the wake up call was. <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> the wake up call. What? So the wake. No, you're getting on Almost actually, it was taking my chemistry midterm and getting a twenty. I thought, uh oh, <laughs> something's wrong. Right. Something went horribly awry yeah. between the last test and this so, one. <laughs> yeah. So, but this this 100 percent explains why I don't remember any of these pages games because they didn't get them down in uh, State College, Pennsylvania. They weren't they weren't showing pass games on Sundays. Oh that's fair. So uh, I will remember a lot of these games after winter break, so December-ish. I'll start remembering them much more vividly because that's when I, I came home and then didn't go back to Penn State second semester. <laughs> I mean, is there a story there? <laughs> Do you want to deep dive into that? I think it's pretty straightforward. I didn't go back because <laughs> I was invited not to. <laughs> Well, if, if we ever uh, talk to your mom on here, um, I will have to ask her about, you know, what she oh, was absolutely. experiencing during this time. Oh, uh, uh, profound disappointment, but I don't think that was a, uh, an uncommon feeling. I bet um, the Patriots 2001 season sort of like softened the blow a little bit. It got me through it, man. It got right. me through it. I don't know about her, but it got me through it. <laughs> well, that's, that's pretty interesting. Thank you for sharing. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. So on that note, I think we, uh, you know, if we're going to talk about failure, this is the perfect segue into this football game. Don't you think? Let's do it. I think it is. All right. So um, this was an October game in Denver. Uh, the year before, Drew Bledsoe had actually come into Denver, and one of the five wins that the Patriots had was against this Broncos team, who, like we said, were led by... Quarterback Brian Greasy, who at the time of this was leading the league in touchdowns. I don't know if you guys caught that with 11. Uh, but he never kind of put it all together. It almost felt a bit like uh, a Chad Pennington story where he was good, 
but they said the last two off seasons he had had to have shoulder surgery and just wasn't quite the same. Yeah, I remember uh, that. Yeah, so uh, the Broncos, even despite this game, would finish eight and eight. They finished third in the AFC West, and they actually this season never won or lost more than two games in a row. They basically just alternated back and forth wins and losses. So they were almost the exact epitome of an eight and eight team. Head coach was the infamous Mike Shanahan. Uh, this was right in the middle of his 20-year coaching career. He coached from 88 to 2013, which I didn't realize he was uh, stuck around for that long. He did two with the Raiders at the beginning, and then his like the bulk of them with the, the Broncos. He did 14 years with them, and then finished four years with the Redskins. Uh, the fact that he lasted four years with the Redskins in the early or the mid-2010s. I don't know how you say that. Um, it's probably All up until the RG three incident. Yeah, exactly. A testament to his his coaching prowess. Um, he did win back to back Super Bowls in ninety seven, ninety eight with uh, the John Elway, Terrell Davis duo. Uh, Terrell Davis is actually on this team, but I think he was injured because he didn't play. Yeah, it was crazy. They said injured for like three years. Yeah, and they were all like super mysterious injuries. It almost seemed like they because they were talking about. I wrote it down somewhere about his injury and they just described it as, Oh yeah, they're recovering from a leg injury. And their quote was that it was a pain in the leg. And they, they weren't sure why. <laughs> Which that I, I thought that was weird too. They, they were definitely suspicious of it, but then he ended up like playing out the rest of the season, I think. Yeah. I mean, he, let's see. Yeah. He finished the season with 700 rushing yards, but no touchdowns. Um, but bad. I think he was actually the leading rusher. No. Yeah, no, I don't think it? so. Anderson. Yeah, I think Mike Anderson had like 780 or something. And four uh, touchdowns. No, he had 1,000. No, Anderson? you're insane. Yeah, dude. I actually have numbers on this because I went down the so hole. I. Oh, yeah. Oh, whose right. numbers are right? Uh, Mike Anderson. Can we fact check for... this? Where's Steve? Oh, yeah, I'm looking this? at 2,000. Yeah, so... I actually did the, the fact checking on this. Um, Terrell Davis was leading rush with 700 yards, but it was Mike Anderson who had the touchdowns. He had four on the season. All right, so four, we were all a little right. But he had right. four of the seven rushing touchdowns this team had all year. Seven rushing touchdowns. So that That's, was the only year they didn't have a 1,000-yard rusher from 95 to 2006. <laughs> So 11 year, out of 12 yeah. seasons, they had a 1,000-yard rusher. Yeah. And That's I think Shanahan for you. Yeah, and Terrell Davis had run for like two years ago, he had run for like 2,000 yards or almost 2,000 yards. Something this, and then the year before, he had run for like 1,200 or 1,400. See, that's the... Uh, Something crazy like that. That's the classic Adrian Peterson effect. Mm. Sure. Well, he also had like <laughs> some other extracurricular activities in there. Did he? Yeah, like spanking his kid raw and being suspended for a year. Adrian Peterson or Terrell Davis? We're both. Adrian Peterson. <laughs> oh, okay. I can't speak on uh, Terrell Davis. Uh, social yeah. media wasn't around back then. I thought you were breaking some news here. Jesus. I, I, give me time. You know what? Terrell Davis. He was up to he was up to some shenanigans. He was up to no good. Heard it here first. <laughs> there was news on him today. There that? was news on Clinton Portis today. Yes. And Rache Caldwell. And Rache Caldwell. He was. Yep. Did you hear uh, what they were buying? No. They were buying oh, like yeah. cryogenic 
freezing tanks for $25,000 and not actually buying them? Just (laughs) Who's ever going to know, right? (sighs) They racked up $4 million in bullshit bills, and who would ever find out? Uh, apparently the feds. I just like that, like Clinton Portis and like Joe Horn might have masterminded this this whole thing. Yeah, <laughs> with like, like mastermind like, in the background. Yeah, I don't know. He's Not like the blinking. henchman. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> the lookout. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, oh, the, man, yeah. the man can't even see when he's wide open. I don't think he's a good lookout. Maybe that's why they got caught though. Yeah, that's exactly what happened. Oh, we're getting off getting off track a little bit. We'll, we will <laughs> definitely get to Rache Caldwell. I have I have thoughts, and I know Greg does too. But um, back to Mike Shanahan quickly. Uh, this is he's actually one of the few coaches with a winning record against the Patriots since two thousand. He was five and four, which is probably I think is notable just because I don't think you're going to find that very often, at least not with that many games. What is that? You watching TV, Greg? Yeah, I'm watching the Thursday night game. Oh, all right. Football's on right now. Guys. Oh, oh, Kelly. Oh, boy. Oh, no. Hey, no swearing on the pod, Kelly. Right? What the fuck, Kelly? <laughs> hey. <laughs> uh, Jesus Christ. We got an update. Kelly wants a cactus for Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> That's adorable. <laughs> oh, Jesus. All right, I'll get her a cactus for Christmas. She shuts up. <laughs> hey, that's an appropes. Uh, all right. Other coaches of note. Uh, offense coordinator was Gary Kubiak, the Texans coach for 10 years. Coobs. Coobs, yep. Um, we, we liked it when he coached the Texans. Uh, and the other notable coach was Anthony Lynn, was a special teams assistant. Um, I'd say he now coaches the Chargers, but that might be uh, putting it lightly for what he does over there. Andy, you're always hating on other coaches. Right. Well, yeah. I'm getting sick of it. Yeah. (laughs) Hey, if you want to run this segment, you can be more positive, but this is my fucking segment. Hey, what are you going to say when uh, all the rumors have Brady going to the Chargers for some reason at like 43 years old and being (laughs) coached by this guy and winning a championship? Yep. I bet you thought Tomlin was an idiot like last year, didn't you? I still think Tomlin's an idiot. Yeah, right, dude. He's going to win coach of the year. <laughs> dude, yeah. And you know what, what, what you else mean, is the, funny? The Bill Belichick coach of the year award? No. Look at this. This is such a homer. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And you, you know what's funny? I'm sorry. You, do you, you not realize be, what podcast you're on? L- listen, you're going to be laughing your ass off when, when Tomlin wins coach of the year next year with Brady. Throwing passes for touchdowns. Dude, Brady will be backing up Duck Hodges. <laughs> quack, quack, quack. Look, man. What I actually, I actually do quack, think quack, what's going to happen next Duck year. Uh, next year, and this is just my opinion. I'm sorry, but uh-huh. um, I think that Brady's going to start off with the Charges, get them to like a pretty quick start, get traded to Pittsburgh, bring them on like on the verge of like the playoffs, and then like retire. That's my hot take, and. <laughs> The next year, he'll go back to the Patriots and win again. That's a that's a Dwayne Parcell special right there. <laughs> oh my, yeah. Oh, good good reference there, man. Was it Dwayne Charles? Is that right? Dwayne Charles. <laughs> oh fuck! Hey, right. don't get me started on Antonio Brown. Moving on. Speaking of wide receivers, <laughs> Rod you like Bod. that? Rod Bod Smith. 
He was uh, he's the only offensive Pro Bowler, I believe, on this team. And yeah, it made it because he was all they had, and he was he was hot shit. He was a an undrafted free agent. Did you know that? Where was that? Why wasn't Ed McCaffrey on this team? Because I remember heard. I think okay, because those two in my Uh, I think he had retired. Wait, he retired? I thought he he retired the year before. Oh, okay. uh, Because they were talking about finding a replacement for him, and and Rod. Well, actually, they were they weren't saying Rods. I think. Desmond Clark ended up they were talking about him being the replacement the whole time. Did you see his jersey? Oh Great. yeah. I was I have another name on the nameplate. I was gonna add yeah, is, that two the, guys. is that the only person with the with the full name on there? That's the first time I've ever seen it, and it is well, there, awesome. <laughs> there was another guy with, that was D Clark as well that had both names on there. Did he have both? Yeah, because I because I, I, I looked it up to find out if there were two D Clarks and there were. There's uh Darius Clark and Desmond Clark. Did Darius Clark also have his full name? Because I didn't I see him, a shot of him anywhere. But Desmond Clark definitely like full fucking name. Hey, and, uh, I, want, I, want, I want to clarify this. Uh, Ed McCaffrey did get hurt in the season opener of the 2001 season. Oh, he did? Okay. Did he ever play again? I don't think so. Okay. All right. <laughs> you gotta, dude, you got to fill, fill the time with stuff while I look this up, man. I'm not a machine. <laughs> My computer only goes so fast. <laughs> Pat doesn't even do that. <laughs> uh, yeah, so Rod Smith uh, went Pro Bowl because he had 113 catches, 1,300 yards, and 11 touchdowns. So he was kind of the offense. Um, and then they also had... Uh, actually, no, there was another offensive Pro Bowl. It was tight end Dwayne Carswell, who of had course. a fucking game in this game, I believe. Sorry, see, this is what happens when I like, Google... <laughs> Ah, shit. <laughs> um, and McCaffrey, I think, played a couple of more years. I don't know what happened in the 2001 season. It doesn't matter because he has his own brand of mustard and horseradish sauce. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think paid for Christian McCaffrey's Stanford tuition? <laughs> the mustard. Oh, man. We're learning so uh, much today. That's great. Sorry. You laugh, Greg, but now you know what you're getting for Christmas. <laughs> and McCaffrey mustard. <laughs> I like horse race too. Oh, <laughs> getting, you're getting the whole gift set. Dropping hands. Oh, oh uh, yeah. So, <laughs> Google's Google a Google Wikipedia. What would we do without it? Hmm. Um. All right. Uh, on defense, they actually had a bunch of Pro Bowlers. Um, Al Wilson, the middle linebacker, had 85 tackles, uh, and that was why he went. Uh, Delta O'Neill. Delta. Delta O'Neill had nine interceptions in the season and 25 uh, pass breakups, which is pretty big. Now you don't see those sorts of numbers anymore. Yeah, he was mm. awesome. Because when, when they start getting that sort of reputation, you just stop throwing at him. Uh, apparently that didn't happen this year. Although I think he also had one game with like three or four interceptions early in the year. And uh, maybe one against the Patriots. We'll find sh- out. No way to ruin that, but cool. Hey, wow. Right. Uh, also, uh, Ian Gold, the linebacker, I don't know why he made the Pro Bowl because he didn't really seem to do much. He had 41 tackles, three sacks, and two fumble recoveries. And Trevor Price, the defensive tackle, uh, was a monster just in general. Um, other big names on this defense. Uh, Leon Lett was oh. still 
playing. Dude, he was in like Tecmo team? Super Bowl, right? I think so. He was the yeah. one that um, Batman when he played for the Cowboys. Yeah, he. Uh, <laughs> right. oh, yeah, almost. But then Don Beebe ran him down and, and knocked the ball oh, out. Oh, Don Beebe! Wow. Oh yeah. Very disappointing from Leon. Yeah. Uh, also, John Mobley uh, actually led the team with 91 tackles. I remember him. And then, of course, Coutinho. what? Coutinho Mobley. They're cousins. Well, all right. From the NBA. Yeah. I only okay. got Mowgli from the Jungle Book. <laughs> but that has nothing to do with this. No, they're, they're, they're third cousins, so it's not, it doesn't quite work. Oh, oh okay. Funny, funny fact, dude. That was Kelly's ex-boyfriend's nickname. Kelly? Mowgli? Mowgli? Yeah. Kelly, you want to talk about that? No. <laughs> <laughs> that's a, that's a tough nickname, I think. All right. Uh, uh, speaking of, of tough people to, to follow, uh, Bill Romanowski was also on this team. Oh, yeah. I went down that rabbit hole. Oh, yeah. No, well, I mean, should we just get to him now? Or should Dude, we let's get on? to him now. Talk All right. So, Bill Romanowski, uh, a couple notes that I had just in this game in general. Uh, they, they showed some stat where he has never missed a game in his entire career all the way back to Pop Warner, which sounds like bullshit, but there's no real way to prove that. Um, I also had a note that says, uh, looks like he'd rather play without a face mask. Not quite sure. One. I, I'm not quite sure why. I think he just, he'd rather just hit somebody with his face. You know what I heard a rumor about like him, which I don't know if it's true or not, but he thought about reconstructing his face to actually embed the, the face mask into his head. So he didn't have to wear a helmet. Not true. I don't know if that's real. <laughs> you don't think so? I can. I, I, can I have that. no idea. I, I can see him putting in like metal implants in his jaw, just so he has a metal jaw. Yeah, just, uh, a, just a little reinforcement anyway. might yeah. have helped his face as well. Um, like Bane. Oh, that'd be sick. A little <laughs> intimidating. Fuck yeah! And then the last note I had on him is that every headshot of him looks like a mugshot, even if it's not. This he is just correct. has that he has that crazy like Florida man look in his eyes all the time where you think, oh, I wonder what he got arrested for on this one. See, did you like look do you know anything else about like Bill Romanowski besides all that stuff? Like did you oh, look yeah. him up? Oh, okay. No, these are just my notes while I was watching the game. Oh gotcha. All right. <laughs> and then yes, I did the deep dive that it sounds like you boys did. Anybody want oh, to start yeah. off? Greg, go for I it. Went to BC, which I didn't know. Yes, he did. He's a local boy. Local boy. Yeah. And then there was a bunch of articles about how he was like super friendly and nice at BC and like <laughs> very professional and not aggressive at all. I wonder what could have changed that. A couple concussions. Well, I was going to go with uh, steroids, yeah. but yeah, I mean, probably a bit of both. Yeah. I think there's some bull semen in there as well. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. Dear I watched Andrew. a documentary on this guy. I can't confirm <laughs> or deny exactly what he put into his body, but I'll tell you this. Neither the man. He. Oh, well, there you go. But uh, he had a uh, he had a, uh, a tackle box or whatever of like over a hundred pills that he would take daily, and wow. I can definitely confirm that he's injected um, uh, black sheep cells into his body. Um, the bull semen, I think that's a fact, and then uh, horse semen, while very hard, very hard to to, to come across uh, that too. <laughs> Is it? I don't know. I, I feel like it wouldn't be. I have no I feel, idea. I feel like he, he whole he industries around. 
I mean, I don't, I don't know, know no, admittedly, a ton about horse semen, but I'm pretty sure. Well, that was for his sexual performance, though, not for football. <laughs> oh, oh, well, right. we'll have to. Can we interview this guy and see how that was turning out? Because I wonder. You can. I mean. Why don't we just try it? Yeah. Let's just see what happens. <laughs> yeah, I mean, let's right. get him to talk about football and then, like, his how his passionate nights were in the bedroom as well. Because I am curious um, how the horse semen, not that I am looking into it at all, but, like, I am curious how the horse semen um, had an effect on his uh, performance. So I just Googled horse semen, and now Don't. my phone's ringing, and um, it says it's the FBI. Well, dude, you got to use not incognito windows. Incognito. Yeah. And I probably shouldn't be wor- using my work laptop either, huh? Um, no. Incognito, <laughs> though, guys. Incognito window. Um, delete history. Uh, don't accept cookies. And <laughs> uh, if you have to, just reinstall Windows. And Tor. You always use the Tor network. What the hell um, is that? Don't worry about it. Nerd shit. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I did some some digging on his Wikipedia and after his career, he was listed by ESPN as the fifth dirtiest player in professional team sports history. Who was uh, number I did, one? Out of curiosity, I didn't, that's a good question. I didn't actually look that up. Um, but now that I, now that I've said that out loud, it's uh, it makes Mike, me really, Google it. Yeah, well, like stat check. It's actually perfect. Albert Hainsworth, uh, Rodney Harrison. And I wish I had another one off the top of my head because that would have sound really legitimate, but I didn't Google shit. Oh, that was that was really good actually. Yeah, right. Except it was, it was yeah. It was all of sports, but um oh, I, I really wow. love what you did there. That's how ESPN does their rankings anyways. They just what comes to mind. <laughs> <laughs> uh where did I find that? We need oh, a fifth guy in okay. there, right? We need a fifth one. Dirtiest professional team players, ESPN. Oh wow, this is old school. ESPN page two. Uh, list 10 dirtiest players in pro sports. Take a look at our list. All right. Number one dirtiest player of all time, Conrad Dobler. Offensive lineman, St. Louis Cardinals, New Orleans Saints, and Buffalo Bills, 1972-1981. Hey. hey. Read off names that we know, please. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Fair enough. You'll know probably the rest of these. Uh, number two, Marty McSorley. Nope. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's a guy that hit. He's a Bruins guy that hits somebody over the head with a like back of the head with his stick. Yeah, it's a great name for it, though. Great arrested for it, right? Yeah. Uh, Dennis Rodman, number three. Eh. He's the dirtiest player in the NBA, apparently. He Eh. once kicked a sideline cameraman. Another time, he headbutted an official. Yeah, they deserved it. Did you watch those? All right. Um, Number four, Steve Wisniewski, offensive lineman. Right, Raiders, Oakland. No, Raiders. I remember that guy. I thought he's the guy uh, that created Google. He did. <laughs> That's there was that, no. It's so weird, dude. There was this is. one year. No, yeah, you was Nosky, whatever that guy's name is. Um, before he started um, Apple, uh, he was actually like a pretty big football player for a while. Yeah, he's the offensive lineman. So I mean, yeah. The, the quote is: "Wiz is probably the dirtiest offensive player of all time." Said a teammate. One opponent offered this critique. He chops from behind. He'll shoot knees. I'll take sides with any old lineman, but this motherfucker had me cursing and swearing on TV. I couldn't believe the shots he took. No, it's true. And then, like, he, he was such a dirty player that he got booted from the league or no one would sign him, and then he started Apple. And then he was the, the monster, right, from Monsters, Inc.? Well, yes. he did do the voiceover originally, <laughs> but then he got replaced by, I think it was John Goodman. <laughs> 
<laughs> Holy fuck. Uh, uh, and the only other name on this list from football that you recognize is number 10, Jack Tatum. We all know. I know Jason Tatum. I don't know. Who I Jack know Jason Tatum Statham. Oh, Statham. He's great. You ever see Crank? Yeah. That's one <laughs> where he's got to keep his heart rate up. Yeah, man. He's like oh, going yeah. to town. He's, he's having sex in public just to keep yep. his heart rate. It's a great concept. Yeah. Well, that'll do it. It was like speed, but in a human. <laughs> right. That's a perfect <laughs> summary for those that have not seen this movie. Oh, nailed it. I love it. <laughs> All right. Um, do we want to touch on why Romanowski was a scumbag? Yeah, oh, there's it, more? I thought that was it. Oh, no. I mean, so um, he actually has a laundry list. Let's see. He was involved with numerous altercations with both teammates and opponents. In 95, while with the Eagles, he was ejected from a game for kicking Arizona Cardinals fullback Larry Centers in the head. Did he have his helmet on? It doesn't say. Two more incidents occurred in the 97 season. They played for the Broncos. And the first he was fined after a helmet-to-helmet hit on then-Carolina Panthers quarterback Kerry Collins in preseason game, resulting in Collins sustaining a broken jaw. I looked that up. It was ridiculous. It, oh, it was a brutal hit. I remember it, like when it happened. Talk and about second, like, launching yourself. You know, they say that. Oh, yeah. He launched like a missile with his head. Oh, yeah. yeah like crowd of his helmet like, into his chin. It, it was what did wild. Collins say to him? to inspire that you don't know nothing he had a broken jaw yeah exactly maybe <laughs> keep his mouth shut next time <laughs> uh and then the second incident that season that uh, was him spitting in the face of jj stokes remember i remember that one um, yeah it was great camera that. work on that one. Oh yeah they caught it clean it was perfect clean, yeah and he was a huge loogie yeah and then two years later while still with the broncos he was fined a total of forty two and a half thousand dollars for three illegal hits plus a punch thrown at kansas city chiefs tight end tony gonzalez and was also fined an undeclosed amount for throwing a football at brian cox of the new york jets the ball hitting him in the crotch area yeah that's probably deserved though i mean cox ain't the cleanest player either i'll, I'll give oh, him the yeah. benefit of the doubt on that one all right but the big one uh in 2003 Romanowski attacked and injured one of his teammates, Marcus Williams, during a scrimmage. Williams, a backup tight end for the Oakland Raiders, was forced to retire after Romanowski confronted Williams after play, ripped off his helmet, and crushed his eye socket with a punch. Did you All right, that, one, that one's hard to defend. <laughs> yeah, so uh, Williams sued for damages of $3.4 million, arguing that Romanowski had been suffering from roid rage when he attacked him. Williams was awarded $340,000 for lost wages and medical expenses. Uh, wow. Medical expenses. Oops. I don't know. I mean, that's a sad story, Andy. Prove it. <laughs> I'm sure there's tape out there. I don't know. And then he has to live as the guy who sued Bill Romanowski and got paid out just like that. I'm sure you guys heard of that woman that like sued McDonald's for coffee and like she was like infamous uh, for, you know, getting a free ride or whatever. Mm -hmm. Well, little known fact, I watch a little documentary on that lady. I don't know why, but um, (laughs) she she, like burned herself so badly that like it like basically just like ripped through her skin caused her like a lifetime of medical problems and then mental anguish from everybody referring to that lady as, you know, 
getting whatever. I mean, everyone thought that she got millions of dollars. Exactly. And they said that like she got millions of dollars at the end of the day, it was like a hundred grand. So yeah, something like that. So I feel like that lady, this guy who got punched in the eye, uh, really tough feel for them. Yeah. 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 Good for you. Way to be compassionate. Man of the people. Dude, a lot of documentaries out there. All right, let's uh, probably talk about this game, yeah? We've circled yeah, around yeah. it for an hour. So, sure. um, these storylines in this game. Uh, did you know Brady and Greasy went to the same college? I don't know if you knew that. Uh, they, they actually talked trash before the game on the phone, apparently. Uh, let's see, they both actually started off hot. They completed their first 12 passes combined in the first half. Um, and then I actually had something that they didn't bring up, but I noticed. And I think I want to actually pose this to Greg because I know this is probably something up his alley. Um, I want to posit that the number 24 for defensive backs is the same as the number 10 in soccer, as in the best players have that number. Because you could go down the list of number 24s and they're all like a who's who. You got Ty Law. Daryl Rivas, Charles Woodson, Champ Bailey, Delta O'Neill. Delta. Delta. Yeah, man. I, and I probably had like 90% of their jerseys when I was a kid. I think, I think other than Daryl, you had a Charles Woodson. I had Rivas. Oh, you did? Oh, yeah, you did have Rivas. Yep. Did you have a Champ Bailey? I had a Champ Bailey. <laughs> I had a, um, I didn't have an O'Neill. No. I had a Woodson. Yep. I had obviously like seven Ty Law jerseys. Yeah, oh yeah. Um, what was the guy from the Seahawks? Guy from the Seahawks? He wasn't even that good and I had it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you're absolutely correct that like every legit twenty-four or every legit cornerback was always number twenty-four. That's what it felt like. I also have an interesting one I've been picking up on numbers right. conspiracy. Name an elite wide receiver in today's NFL that has a number in the 80s. No, they don't wear them anymore. They're all in the teens now. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. Danny and Bowl. He's like the um, best one. Gunnar Olszewski. <laughs> <laughs> He's number 80s. I mean, number 80. I think number 80 is for wide receivers, what number 24 is for um, defensive backs. Yeah, it's a legendary number for sure. Yeah, I think so too. Uh, all right, so let's touch on the game a bit, I suppose. Uh, no Terry Glenn again. He was inactive. Uh, there was literally no mention of, of it, though. I know that in um, even in the, the Boston Globe on Sunday, there was something tacked on to the end of an unrelated story. Oh, it was the uh, Brian Greasy story, the Brady-Greasy connection. And right on the end, like the last sentence was wide receiver Terry Glenn did not make the trip, so he will miss a second straight game with a hamstring injury. And there was a week before there was all sorts of controversy where he said he was healthy enough and he made the trip, but he didn't dress for the game because the Patriots didn't activate him or something. So I think this feels like the he beginning the of the end for Terry Glenn. Last the, the, the week before he did to Indianapolis, he made the trip. He was on the sidelines, but wasn't dressed. This week, he didn't even make the trip. 
Now, is that a Belichick decision or is that a Terry Lynn decision? Nobody knows. My guess is it's a Belichick decision. Uh, but somebody who was in uniform was our our golden child, Drew Bledsoe, in uniform. He was the emergency quarterback for this game. Uh, I don't think even in emergency they probably would have put him in um, because if they would have, this was the game to do it. Um, let's see. The other notes I have for this, the offense, it was zero run game again. Uh, I always pictured it must have happened in the second half once i failed out of penn state but um i always pictured this team kind of built around the running game of antoine smith and i don't think he's rushed for 100 yards yet this season has he maybe one game i think early on the first colts game maybe i think he did but I think yeah, I mean, I kind of always remember that too. I think it's, I mean, even the uh, the defense was highly touted um, in the 2001 season, and as of now, um, we're seeing like little hints of everything, right? Like nothing is like yeah. really like working uh, cohesively yet. Yeah, like in this game, the Patriots in the second half, they they couldn't stop the run whatsoever, giving up like seven eight yards a carry, sort of thing. Um. And also the last general note I had was that uh, the Patriots still haven't figured out how to block downfield on running back screens. I feel like they set it up perfectly, and then Kevin Falk immediately runs into the back of one of his blockers every time. Yeah, it wasn't a strong suit. No, no, it, although <laughs> it wasn't. You're you're, uh, you're talking about the run game and like you know the pass passing game was like sort of all over the place because they were grooming Brady. But I thought that the um, they had put up this this stat where they were asking you know. I guess maybe it was the first time that it was uttered. Is this Brady's bunch? So they were already bringing that up. Yeah. And it was like a Brady versus Bledsoe sort of comparison of up to that point in the season. And Brady record-wide was, was a 3-1. and one. Bledsoe was 0-2. Mm-hmm. But what's, what, what really stuck out for me was um, points per game. So under Bledsoe, it was like 10 points a game. Yeah. Under Brady, it was 30.3. So I'm, I'm trying to like figure out um, where – that really comes from because like nothing really like wowed me in the beginning of the season so far, but uh, he's putting up the points somehow. Yeah. I don't know if it was so much him putting up the points. Cause I know you know, to go back to the first Colts game in his first start, it was mostly defense where they had a couple of pick sixes um, right. and short fields. And then uh, they didn't put up any real points in the dolphins game. And then the second Colts game was a bunch of trick plays. I think the only game that you could really give to Brady was the Chargers game where he, where he right. brought him back from that deficit. Um, which, actually, I, I was getting angry at the commentators, believe it or not. No. For their, for their commentation. Oh, <laughs> yeah. It's a, um, usually it's a problem, but these guys were, they were pretty decent, I thought, Andy. They were uh, boring. Innocuous, yeah. Um, okay. But they kept talking about how this was the first time Tom. they were asking Tom Brady to go out and win the game by himself. Oh, yeah, that did irritate me. Like, bro, did you miss the, the Chargers game? He put the team on his back for that one. Yeah, what have you done for me lately? Yeah, I guess so. I mean, even though that was like, what, two weeks before? Yeah. Two yeah. weeks, three weeks. They're just like prisoners that. of the moment, Andy. Ooh, that's good. Yeah. I agree. 
Yeah, well, we're not because we're historians, so we get to go back and judge them on this shit. That's true. Yeah. Well, one uh, one pro for Brady was that at this point, five touchdowns, no picks. Uh, plus, <laughs> it was two two touchdowns, two picks. So at least he was managing these games properly. It's probably That's why true. Belichick stuck with him. Yeah, and it looked it looked good early. Like I said, Brady completed his first eight passes in a row, and the only reason that streak up broken was Rod Rutledge. The infamous Rod Rutledge dropped an easy completion to break that streak. Like, hit him right in the hands, and he turned around too early sort of thing. He threw a dart on that first touchdown, too. Oh, man, that was beautiful. That's Brady for the next 15 years throw right there. Yeah. That was like from 35 yards out, too. Right on the hash mark. Little play action, turn around, and just zip. Touchdown. Absolute laser. Right on the money. Yeah. And you know uh, those too. When when Brady gets those, like he does that play action and then he hits that back step and he's already like halfway yeah. through his throw motion. You that know, hard play action. Where he's got the ball fully extended. I yeah, love back that. back to the defense. Love that. Maybe yeah. um Tom Brady of today should look at these tapes and pick up a few tricks. Bro, he's still doing it. Hey, I don't know. I haven't seen it, okay? Still doing it. I haven't seen it. You can blame it on the line. You can blame it on Father Time. I wish I had another rhyme. Oh, I did. But hey. uh, yeah, uh, <laughs> Tom Brady, man. Learn how to play the game, goddammit. Simmer down. Okay. Hey, he had uh, uh, a, almost a career-long rushing attempt. This that was week. beautiful. And I like the fire from him. Too bad it, went for, it was for not, but I think that'll serve them well in the future. But anyways, I we're talking agree. about the past. Yeah, so um, there was a quote from, I believe it was Steve Tasker was a commentator, the color commentator, uh, about Brady. He said, uh, he looks like a tall Joe Montana, looks the same out there, which he may be the first commentator on record to compare Tom Brady to Joe Montana. Which is a bold take, because I think this is three or four games into his career. Yeah, especially in the fact that... um, Brady would go on to throw uh, some ill-advised passes down the stretch here. When the first half, he looked good. He was 13 for 16, 119 yards, two touchdowns, including that absolute laser to David Patton. Uh, the other touchdown was the patented kind of goal line area, um, fake the heavy run and throw it to the wide receiver who's like running that quick post route. Wide open wide receiver? Oh, always. And Brady, I don't even think he looks... I think we've talked about this in earlier episodes where he just kind of... He, he fakes that handoff, like Greg says, hits that back step and just chucks it straight at the, the, the post of the goal post. Mm. And that's where the receiver is supposed to be. And uh, in this case, Troy Brown was there. And that was uh, their opening touchdown. No, it wasn't their opening touchdown. I lied. Okay, yeah, that was the second, second, that was the second touchdown. Yep. Uh, in between those was um, <laughs> the Patriots trying to reach in that bag of tricks that worked so well last week against the Colts. David Patton attempted yet another pass on the reverse pass, um, but it got picked off quite easily. It was not a not a great throw. No, that was pretty bad actually. Into like double coverage, I believe. Yeah, and it was underthrown. And underthrown. Like, yeah, yeah, real easy interception. So um, who, who was the receiver on that one? Charles Johnson or something? Something Johnson? 
I think it was, no, I think it was Charles Johnson. Like, you're right. Yeah. Yeah. That's not a guy you want to throw into is double Jack coverage. Jackson somebody though. He is. He yeah. was somebody for like a, a year. Yeah. But then he was, um, didn't pan out. Yeah. He was awesome in Madden though. Florida. Very fast. Yeah. yeah. Um, I will say though, um, cause you know, you're homering it up here. Let's call a spade a spade. Um, Early on, the refs were terrible. Um, and yeah. right off the bat, first drive, uh, you know, they extend the Patriots drive because they call uh, roughing the passer against Brady, uh, Moran Brady. And uh, that was shades of the NFL wanting Brady to succeed, I feel, uh, right from the bat. Um, it was, I mean, yeah. other than the fact that it was an obvious and probably intentional roughing the passer. Oh, well, I don't. Here I don't remember go, who. Andy. He, I know what he he placed his hand and shoved Brady in the head <laughs> into the ground, but like, like, but he placed I don't know. it. Yeah, he didn't so uh, that's what I'm saying. It's like any other year. Again, it's the rules <laughs> helping Brady and all this other nonsense. When then, I when I saw that like they threw the flag for intentional grounding. I'm like, I can't wait to see the replay. Given what we've seen this year, of like how like how much more physical the game was like he must have got his head taken off <laughs> I mean, barely touched him i was yeah i was mad for um denver <laughs> yeah me to too disagree and then and then right you want to talk about the patriots like don't get any breaks or whatever okay um the broncos <laughs> they got a touchdown because the patriots jumped off sides um, Greasy throws a touchdown pass, like 60 yards, but they, they blew the whistle. Why? Who knows why? Because the commissioner at the time put in a call. They're <laughs> like, hey, blow the whistle. Because I've never heard a whistle on an offside call ever, but it happened here. Touchdown got called back. Unbelievable. It was, it was unabated to the quarterback, and the left tackle was also moving at the same time. But, yeah, all right. Yeah, well, whatever. Man. Off, I, I'm just look. This is going to be an ongoing thing where apparently Greg and I are going to keep an eye on <laughs> how fair this is. Because I, hey, I want the Patriots to win legitimately, and we're we're figuring that out as we go. Are we're we? just speaking truth to power, you know. Right. <sighs> I think it's bootlickers, bootlickers, both of you. Hey, why why would anybody listen to this if they're not getting the hard facts? <laughs> <laughs> You're right. Who would? Who else would be listening to this other than Patriots haters? Right. Well, I'm not saying. I'm just. We, we got to find out the truth. That's Are we expanding we our market? Is that what we're trying to do? Do we have a market to expand on? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. We'll, well find yeah. out. Yeah. I mean, Mama Brad's listening, so I think if if we if we uh, shit on me long enough, wait, she's already I'm, she's gonna listen to this. I'm, I apologize for my language, Mrs. Brown. And anything else that comes out of my mouth or your son's you, mouth. You have met Mrs. Brown, right? Yeah, but I i mean, it's been a while since I've chatted with her, man. That's fair. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I think if, if you guys keep shitting on me long enough, uh, Mick Brown will even join this. And he'll start listening. So I think he scares me to this day. Yeah, he Probably because of the Penn State thing. So, yeah, so first first half went pretty well. Uh, ended uh, pages 17, Broncos 10. There was a play I want to talk about in the middle. Uh, it was in the second quarter, and Greasy throws a ball that gets deflected and it's picked off by Teddy Bruschi, and then chaos ensues. Did you guys see this play? Oh, yeah. That's my worst I don't know what I'm talking about. 
I mean, if we want to, if you're bringing up your worst, that was my best and worst on the same play. <laughs> oh, we'll, we'll tease that for now. So we'll, all right. Right, we'll save that for a little bit because that play was absolute bananas. Um, first half, great. The second half, not so much. I think we'll have to um, get into that a little bit. But um, Well, it was also foreshadowed, I thought, by another brilliant NFL.com poll where the question was, which surprise team can go the distance? And they list like seven or eight teams, and the Patriots again, even though they're covering the Patriots, not on the poll. I took a screenshot of this. Of the surprise teams this year, which one has the best shot of going the distance? Bears, Bengals, Browns, Chargers, 49ers, Steelers. Wow, what a list. Big old fuck you. Yeah. So um, did any of those go the distance? No. Mm, I guess we'll find out, won't we? Steelers went close. I think Steelers were the closest, right? Who was who was in the NFC championship game that year? Yeah, they hosted it. Who did? The no, uh, the NFC. NFC. So obviously the Rams, but who the Rams beat? Carolina, maybe. That's Steve Smith. Is that that year? Yeah, maybe. Or is that the year Steve Smith beat? Uh, I don't know. Um, well, just buy me, buy me some we'll time. Find out we'll get that. The, uh, we'll yeah, find the computer out we'll is uh, the, the computer doing its thing. <laughs> or we could just. Find oh, it's the Eagles. the Eagles. Ah, We're looking I was for right. the Eagles. I said That's the Eagles. McNabb, right? Uh, I thought it was McNabb era because this was this was the first of the oh, four yeah. NFC championships they got to, and then they finally won it in 04 yeah. and then yep. yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. Um, all right, the second half, I think we'll start with, because I just want to put this off as long as possible, um, the defensive mistakes. There was a couple of unpatriot-like plays that happened. One was uh, Matt Stevens. He actually started the, for the second half off with an interception. It was really nice. But then there was a play where the wide receiver is covering, uh, caught the ball, fell down, and he just kind of jumped over him. So the guy got yeah, which I don't, I don't understand what, what instinct that is. I mean, he, uh, he didn't even try to lay a finger. He jumped over him while he was on the ground, like as if he was like trying not to hurt him or something. I, I, I don't know what the logic was there. Yeah, it wasn't great. Um, but that was the second touchdown that the Broncos had of the third quarter. The first one was uh, a first-place 65-yard touchdown where – the Patriots basically just lost track of Rod Smith, and he just just did a quick, you know, drag like shallow cross sort of thing, caught the ball and just ran. Make him pay. There, there's it was nobody within twenty yards of him. Easy touchdown. Oh, what? He was pretty fast for how big of a guy he was. Yeah, he was. He was no, surprised he, by that. He had some wheels, yeah. And he was physical too. Oh yeah, yeah. He also, this uh, is. This is the perfect time to bring up the the punter, right? <laughs> speaking of <laughs> speaking of big bodies, I had that written down. Um, uh, I had the Broncos punter looks like he eats well. There you go. And what about the uh, Pat? So Lee Johnson is not part of the team anymore. Did did, did, oh, did you guys talk about that last week? We did. Sorry, we had yeah. Uh, uh, see, that's I actually, I'm, I'm I'm very I uh, sad. The I podcast. missed that one. Oh. I me- yeah, no, I meant to start the podcast with. With that, with uh, condolences to you. Yeah, man. Uh, yes, no. Johnson guy, Mike. 
Oh yeah, big Lee, Lee Johnson guy. Big I mean, guy. I mean, Why? look, he had one bad game in Belichick doghouse for for good, but man, Lee Johnson, R.I.P. Bro. <laughs> I don't think he's dead. I ain't gonna. Oh, I don't. Well, I mean, like playing. I don't mean like. <laughs> let me let me check that real quick. <laughs> no. Horse. You know, twist his ankle, they take him out back. <laughs> yeah, no. I mean, it was disgusting. I'm going to say this right now. I was disgusted by Belichick and his behavior. Um, <laughs> Reprehensible. Yeah, should, it should have been disgusting. fine draft picks. Right. Where's Puntergate when you need it? It doesn't exist. <laughs> but uh, Ken Walter, Ken Walter, ladies and gentlemen, if you didn't cover it, he's, he's on. Oh, page. we did. Uh, we talked okay, about wonderful. how big his What are your thoughts was. on him, Mike? What? What are your thoughts on him? On Ken Walter? Yeah. Mm. Eh. Judas. That's all I got. <laughs> no one can ever replace. Yeah. I mean, he's serviceable, right? He's no Lee Johnson. Lee Johnson, uh, most punting yards ever, most whatever ever, uh, played for 72 years. He's really Lefty good. Lee. Yep. Yeah, Lefty Lee. Um, yeah. I will confirm, though, he is, in fact, alive. Oh, good. Yeah, he's 58 years old. And, uh, a Glad we biking. cleared that up. Yeah, biking in Leadville, 2010. Dude, we should just replace Mike with like an Amazon Echo. <laughs> <laughs> just be like, Amazon. <laughs> Is Lee Johnson alive? Yes. Hey, Alexa. Here's <laughs> all. Oh, jeez. Uh, but yeah, Mike, um, to go back to your question, we did talk about um, Ken Walter, and I believe... My notes on him from last week were that uh, his nose is so big that uh, I introduced everybody to the concept of Ryan's story, and he looks uh, like he's a, a member of the, the story family. Look, I, I the can't, fact that we call him Toucan Sam. I, but I, I don't know who who Ken Walter is, but I will say that it's very mean. Uh, story is a a good friend of mine, uh, <laughs> great heart, and his family is lovely. So I take exception to what you're so, saying right now. Okay, but. Um, Answer me this then, honestly. On Ryan's story, which is bigger, his heart or his nose? Uh, I believe it's his brain. <laughs> okay. Uh, so. <laughs> All right, moving on. So, yeah, uh, Tom Ruin, the Broncos punter, 6'3", 225. Wow. Looks like he was wearing peewee um, football pads as well, which made him look bigger. Uh, all right, all right. Yeah, so I think we've <laughs> we've put it off enough. Uh, this game. Let's see the the last three drives for the Patriots. Well, last three or four. Uh, actually, no. Let's just let's just do all the drives in the fourth quarter. Um. So at the end of the third, the Broncos drove down, score a touchdown, take the lead. Uh, Brady drives pass right back down the field, and then his first interception he throws in the end zone. Uh, aiming for David Patton in the back of the end zone at that like back of the end zone throw you see and make all the time now to you know the Danny Amendola's of the league. Um, I don't even remember who the guy was that intercepted him. I didn't even write it down because he was some no name. What? I think we lost Greg. I think we did. Sorry, I stepped away. No kidding. He checked out once we started talking about the one. Cut this part. <laughs> I like how you make my job easy in the editing department. Hey, we spend two hours on a Thursday night. Guys got to stand up every now and then. Get the circulation going. I just ordered a standing desk. Fucking amateurs. So, 
We'll give that a shot. I'm sitting pantsless in my bed. Dude, not everybody has the luxury of having a bed. I guess not. So <laughs> you're fucking homeless. I want <laughs> Look, we all have our struggles. <laughs> so yeah, Brady throws his first ever interception in the end zone in the fourth quarter. Some no name who. I mean, I mean, it was pretty epic though because it was uh, 163 passes. Uh, it was an NFL record for longest streak to start a career without an interception. Uh, he beat Warren Moon by like 30 passes almost. Um, that has since been broken. I forget by who. I want to say it was Mahomes. Was it? Is that right? Nick Foles? I thought so. I thought it was Nick Foles as well. Oh, really? Yeah, well, he had that one year where he had like one pick. Right. It was like yeah. 20 touchdowns, like one or two, something yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah, two picks on the year. Maybe it was him. But was that to start his career though? I'm not sure, That's but I know who one person beat uh, Brady. I don't know who. But yeah, I, I thought Alexa, who started their career with the most? <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, hold on, Gregory. <laughs> <laughs> Alexa never tells me to hold on, dude. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess you're not asking her hard enough questions. <laughs> Continue, boys. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Moving on. Yeah, so Brady throws a pick in the end zone. His first one of his entire career, some no name. Uh, Broncos don't do anything with the ball, but they run uh, out a bunch of clock, so there's not a whole lot of time left. Patriots use up all their timeouts trying to stop the clock. Um, Brady immediately throws another interception. Um, This one was actually to Delta O'Neill. And he made like a really athletic play on the ball, so hard to be mad about that one. Uh, Broncos again. I got the answer, boys. Get the oh, good, thank God. What's the answer? Um, see, it was tricky because uh, I don't know how Alexa does it, but when I first <laughs> looked for most uh, attempts without an interception, it took me to the longest streak, but not necessarily to start the career. So I went deep dive, and I eventually came across Dak Prescott. Really? Yep. 176 passes to start a career without an interception. Wow. Oh, I suppose, yeah, because his first year, they didn't really throw the ball. He just ran it behind the 176, though. That's great. Yeah, that's a lot. That's like the most. He's catching up quick now, though. So good for him. All right. (laughs) But anyways, I was a little late to the game on that one, but there it is, fellas. Continue. Interception number three, I think. Thanks, Alexa. You're welcome, Gregory. Shut up, Alexa. Stop <laughs> being a sassy bitch, Gregory. <laughs> anyway. Oh fuck. All right. Yeah. Uh so yeah, so we we're actually on his only uh, second interception of the game, the Delph O'Neill diving interception. Um so then the page get the ball back again, and Brady throws a pick six into triple coverage. Basically, ending in this game, it's now 31-20. And then they get the ball back, and it's 4th and 24, and Brady doesn't really have much of a choice and just throws a desperation interception for his fourth pick of the day, uh, which is proving uh, Parcells' clairvoyance, talking about um, taking a beating like 31-10 or something and throwing four interceptions. He was off by 10 points. It was actually 31-20. And, of course, the whole JFK thing as well. Yep. And the JFK, yeah. Um, 
But after Brady's pick six, uh, one of the awesome, fantastic commentators that we love so much. Oh, God. Um, <laughs> what did they say this time, Andy? <laughs> I'll fucking get to it if you stop interrupting me. <laughs> after the Brady pick six, uh, they're showing him walking Wait, what the did field. they say, Andy? As he walks off the field, <laughs> there's a guy who's been through it too, Drew Bledsoe. He knows what it's like to throw a pick. You didn't like that? I thought that's pretty accurate. That's throwing some fucking shade, I think. Drew Bledsoe, the man's just had some serious surgery, recovering from a serious injury. You're going to throw him on the bus like that? His body can't take that. Well, he called him a great guy or something, didn't he? Didn't he say something like, wow, he's a great guy, but he really knows how to throw an interception? I, that's how I heard it. I don't know. Re- regardless, they went to they're best friends. They're what? what? Did you hear that one? No. What? When they're talking about how Bell, or, uh, Brady and Bledsoe are good buddies. Oh, yeah. The practice, they drove down and went to a, a Yankees game. <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I missed that one. That's cute. <laughs> Kind of problematic for Brady, you know. Yeah, a little bit. Or fucking going to Yankee. Yankee you know Sox. I think it was, it was, I I was under the assumption it was a Red Sox Yankees game, but maybe not. No, remember uh, Brady wore that Yankees? He's a Yankees fan. He, he is a Yankees, Yankees fan. Hat. Yeah. We don't talk about that here. Yeah, clearly he's never been to Fenway Park. Yeah, clearly. Yeah. Yeah, I'm fucking Yaki. Oh Pick yeah. Hot dogs. Fucking right, bro. With Sam Adams, Sam Adams, yeah, You ever have a Sam Sour though? Sam Sourdough? No, Sam Sour. Yeah, that beer. Yeah. What? You're insane. It's an acquired taste, but it it's something you sip on. <laughs> Greg, do you like drinking uh, seawater? <laughs> uh, if you do, this that's right up your alley. Andy, it sounds like you don't have a sophisticated palate. Thank you. <laughs> ding, 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 ding. Man, I'm on board with Greg on this episode, 100%. I'm just jumping on board on hating on Andy. <laughs> yeah, no shit. <laughs> See if you get invited back, you prick. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I mean, at least, you watch right, at least you watched the right game this week. So That's true. Did you hear that, Mike, where I watched the wrong game last week? Yeah, he told me that. I thought that was classic. That was, <laughs> I, I, I have to tune in and, and listen to that one, see how it turned that's, out. That's not what you not were saying. Like, I watched like three weeks prior to. I watched the <laughs> Dolphins game. Yeah, it wasn't even and close. And all these great Jay Fiedler notes. <laughs> I mean, all I know is I missed one episode. You watched the wrong thing. I heard. I heard... Uh, a groundswell of of folks kind of just saying that they 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 like this familiar voice back, and so I decided to come back to really uh, get things back on track. So I'm glad to be here, man of the people. No, you're you talking know? to Mama Brown. I I have not talked to her in a long time. Oh, I, then what's I, this groundswell of people? Because she's look, the only one listening to this. Don't worry. Yeah. Just don't worry about it. Look. <sighs> just. Relax, man. You guys know Brady and and Brian Greasy went to the same college? Their careers were in lockstep since Michigan. Um, No, I didn't know that. It's like they competed against each other there and then now, but they're on different teams. It's so weird. So to close this out, uh, one last quote from Steve Tasker and Don Crickey. Uh, this exchange for Tasker starts off saying, uh, I think some organization is going to make the Patriots an offer they can't refuse for Tom Brady. 
To which Don Cricky replies, I don't think they're going to trade him under any circumstances. So these boys were ahead of their time. I think we should put them in the commentation hall of fame. I mean, they were pretty Dan good uh, commentationists for sure. I didn't have, I a would agree. Um, um, I, you know, I like to bring up these a segment, uh, football or not football, but they pretty much spoke in a way right. that I understood all the terms. So all of them, okay. all of them. I mean, they did a hell of a job and I don't know a lot of things, but they helped me along the way. So, <laughs> All right. I think we're, we're unraveling quickly here. So how well, about we do? Wait, wait a minute. I just want to All say, right. I want to put it out there as much as the referees were trying to um, hurt the Broncos and all this other stuff and whatever. Um, I will say that given uh, the four interception performance by Brady, they um, actually, there was five picks in the game total. Uh, like we talked about, um, they were only down by 11. So that is pretty impressive uh, considering that was a garbage second half. It really was. So good job, Patriots. That'll serve them well in the 2001 season. All right. Yeah, we're definitely unraveling <laughs> here, aren't we? All right. Let's let's get some best and worst out the way so we can we can end this and Mike can probably continue drinking from the sounds of it. <laughs> yeah, I've got my coffee, baby. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was talking about. Um. All right, Mike, since you're all riled up, you want to go first with your best and worst? Man, I would say my best and worst came on the same play. Um, it was that one that you alluded to yep. where, uh, you know, Greasy throws a, a, uh, a pass. It's deflected twice on the same play, caught by Teddy Bruschi. Mm. He's running with it, pulls like a couple of juke moves, um, kind of breaks away. There's daylight. <laughs> generous. And then uh, I don't know if he was trying to like change hands or whatever, but he fumbles the ball. Nobody touches him. He's chasing after it. Greasy like jumps on top of it, right? So that's the the best part, the uh, or the worst part, I should say, by Brewski dropping the ball. But then Greasy comes in. Um, he gets the ball. There's a dog pile. All this stuff is happening at the end of the play. Somehow, the Patriots ended up with the ball, and Greasy gets flagged for. Uh, a 15 yard for kicking a ref somehow. I don't know. I didn't, I don't even, I didn't see it, but um, that was a pretty amazing turn of events. The fact that Brad Greasy got flagged for a personal foul for kicking an official is my favorite part of this entire game. I agree. That was going to be my best. Oh yeah. Well, it took him like uh, halfway through the net, the ensuing drive to actually figure out like, Oh, we're being told. Yes. Yeah, Brian Greasy. Right, that, that was weird. Well, that whole entire like dog pile took like eight minutes. I started doing <laughs> Dude, something yeah. else. Uh, so that was both your best and worst, was it? Yeah, I mean that covered yeah. everything. Uh, yeah, I, I can I can see how that would. Uh, all right, Greg, what about you? Um, well, my worst was going to be the same play, just because of how unathletic Brewski looked too. <laughs> like he picked it and then he started like. I don't know, like waddling almost. <laughs> and it was just a bad look for white people everywhere. It's and a I, linebacker run is what that is. God damn it. Where's Christian McCaffrey when you need him? <laughs> um, my oh, best was uh, when they came back from a commercial and they had uh, an advertisement for Swordfish, the movie. Oh, I, oh, I remember that. Pick it up now on video cassette or DVD. <laughs> that was great. <laughs> and Swordfish, no less. Oh. Uh. Oh well, that was the speaking one where they of paid uh, Halle Berry. 
Oh, hell oh, yeah. yeah. And John Travolta, right? Yep. And it was yep. terrible and it bombed. I didn't oh, see so it, bad. but I will check it out. Bunch of hacking going on in that movie. Um, since we're talking about commercial breaks, I will also say I was not very pleased with the uh, the commentators. The only time I wasn't. Um, but uh, they showed these girls in what looked like Halloween costumes or something. They were, they were cow costumes. And then... Um, one of the commentators says, look at that, a herd of cows, and then laughs maniacally for like an hour. <laughs> I just thought... Problematic. Yeah, I thought that was bit. in poor taste. And I didn't I didn't expect it from Don Creaky and Steve Tasker, to be honest, because that's oh, more of a Brent Jones type of joke. Um, <laughs> but I was just... I was disappointed. Right, I'm, I'm going to segue off of that for my worst. We'll start my worst first. Let me guess, the announcers. No. Oh, uh, animal. it's animal related, actually. Uh, every time Denver scored a touchdown, they trotted out Thunder the touchdown horse. <laughs> Get fucked, Denver. Get fucked. Thunder the touchdown horse. That's your best moment? No, that's my worst. <laughs> <sighs> Fucking poor ass horse. I'm, I, I'm on board with that one, Andy. I've been All giving right. you a hard time, but that is fucking stupid. All right, I know. And it's it animal is. cruelty. It's bullshit. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Just get a mascot like everybody else. Dress this right. fucking human up in a costume and let yeah. him. It's and make them more enjoyable that way. Instead yeah. of that poor horse. So uh, my best, uh, and I think you'll probably both agree with this, was the story that they told about David Patton and what he was doing before, before uh, getting into football. That's right. He was loading sacks of coffee into trucks four years ago down in North Carolina. And he was loading, him and his partner were loading up to 600 sacks a day of coffee. It's a lot lot of ground. Yeah. It's a lot of coffee. And as a coffee snob myself, I can, I can get behind that. So me and David Patton, we're, we're, we're Simpatico. Yeah, absolutely. We're we're brethren. I mean, what a job though, to keep fit while you're waiting for the next opportunity. That's what I'm saying. I like it. All right. Did you guys have any other anything else you want to bring up? Well, I just I wanted mean, to apologize for giving you a hard time, Andy. Yeah, I, I mean, it, it was. I still love you. Yeah, it wasn't <laughs> meant to go that way. Yeah, and I don't. I don't necessarily feel like we did give you a hard time. It's just that <laughs> we were saying better things than you. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of those. It's a snowball effect, you know. We start with Penn State, and then it was like, all right, it's our thing today. We're just gonna rip Andy at everything he says. <laughs> So I don't want this to come out wrong. Say you it. guys suck at apologies. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? We should actually have like this generic one that we all sign or put our name on or just play before every episode. <laughs> so that like whatever, like I apologize for the thing that we said that one time that potentially offended somebody, uh, you know, give us another chance to continue listening. We should just play that every time. <laughs> just at yeah, the end of every episode. Yeah. I'll, I'll see if I can get one up and put it on the end of every episode. Just a like general that. blanket apology. We can do that. Yeah, but Make I stand by. Waiver. <laughs> <laughs> um. All right. Yeah. Uh, I have other stuff, but none of it's interesting. Yeah. All I have is that Brady got sacked by four guys on one play, and I've never seen that before. That's dirty. Yeah. I, um, I had. Do we think Mike Shanahan is able to blink? Oh man, I actually paused that a couple of times, like on his reactions, and had yeah. my girlfriend just like tell me if this guy looked insane or not, like out of context, <laughs> and it was a hard yes. 
So yeah. I don't know if I feel like great, that guy running an organization by any means. Yeah. My other Mike Shanahan comment was, I can't tell if he's excited or constipated in these shots of him on the sideline after they score touchdowns. They, they were always like kind of angry though. It was very just, scary. Yeah. I couldn't quite tell. Could you? He's I don't know. Coach. He is a good coach, but I bet RG3 oh, yeah. sees that face um, in his nightmares every night. <laughs> yeah, I think you're right. That's why no Sean Moreno had that tear. Oh, Moreno. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I think. Yeah. That was a tear. That was a river. I want to zoom in on someone's face. I just had a shot of that single tear. Yep. Wasn't it like a just like a river of tears? It was just like yeah, a, was a constant flow. Massive, dude. Yeah, I don't know how that works. Tear I've ever seen. Yeah, that was insane. I gotta look this up. Hold on, guys. <laughs> have you seen it, Mike? No, I don't think I have. <laughs> oh, you're in for a treat. Oh yeah. man. The other comment. I don't know if you guys caught this, but did you know Mike Anderson was an ex-marine? I think I remember that. I yeah. Did. Yeah, they mentioned it four did times. I was keeping. I was keeping track. Yeah. Oh, you all the commentators saying stuff over and over again. Oh damn, that thing is crazy. Is that like CG? <laughs> <laughs> what go. is happening? Oh, both eyes. <laughs> and it's only oh. one eye. No, well, it's it, both it, eyes. It, second one comes hard oh, and fast. Yeah. <laughs> I'm watching the slow thing. motion of this. It is insane, man. It's intense, right? I was. That's like at least a decade of pain that you're storing. <laughs> it's like a Navajo. Holy <laughs> shit. You know, when it looks across yeah. the plains. Thank you for that, guys. Dead. Yeah, you're welcome. Wow. Oh, I found, I remembered that Seahawks cornerback, Sean Springs. Oh, oh classic. Yes. He was good. He was yep. good. All right, we'll go. Wait a minute. That. Was it the Redskins 24 as well? Champ Bailey. Champ Bailey. Actually, another Sean guy. Springs. Ended up on the Redskins. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, that, he did. Yeah. I don't know if he was 24, though. Yeah, he was. Was he? Right. Oh, yeah. I only got 24. Sweet. <laughs> oh, uh, another. What number is Josh Norman? Josh Norman. 24. Yeah, see? This is what I'm saying. Not bad. It's, it's hard to find a, a quality cornerback who's not number 24. Unless you go old school, like night train lane and all that sort of shit. But they, I don't even think they had numbers back then, so it's fine. It doesn't count. They, they did wear symbols, if I remember correctly. Did they? Yeah. You see those Braille jerseys that the Orioles wore? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, dude, they can't uh, see it, you fucking idiots. <laughs> man, I'm learning so much today. Uh, my goodness. Oh, you're not kidding. Jeez. That is terrible. <laughs> oh, all right. right. Introducing Mike to all sorts of stuff tonight. Yeah. No, that's insane. We can do a half hour on that. <laughs> uh, all right. I think that about exhausts all the topics for this game. I'm surprised we actually got this much out of it because I I thought, I thought the same thing, and it's yeah. the, you know it's up for debate if we did get that much out of it, but uh, I only have page and a half of notes here. So, well, all right, well, we managed to bullshit our way through that one, didn't we? Well, good job, like fellas. High school, I, all I over feel again. good about this one. It felt genuine. Uh, I felt informative, and um, you know whoever's listening out there, uh, captivated. Fact checked all of it. Yes, I was too. captivated through this entire thing. You didn't fall asleep. We had a lot of good stats. 
Yeah, today was a staff thing. We got to get like Steve to do this or something remotely or, or whatever. Just like hit him up and have him do the research. If we can work that out. <laughs> uh, I don't know if we want that, but all right. Dude, I'm bringing an Amazon Alexa next game. I miss okay. next to me. All right, yeah, let's do it. Uh, this is going to be great. All right, gentlemen, until next week. What is next week? Falcon, you tell right? me. Don't, don't tell, tell me the score, though. Please. I'm asking the damn the question. Okay. Is it the Mike Vick game? Uh, I don't believe Ooh. so. This is pre Mike Vick. No. It's a Chris Chandler game, yeah. Yeah, but Mike Vick came on halfway through. His rookie oh, year. He, do- uh, he does come in. Yeah. Then he gets lit up. Oh, somebody knows something. All right. I remember Lawyer Malloy. Is he even on? He's not on this team. <laughs> oh, yes, he is. Yeah, he is. He is? Oh, oh yeah. yes, he is. All right. Yeah. I think. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he's already made a bunch of plays. Yeah. Right. I haven't watched they, They've been, like, lighting people up on, like, kick returns and stuff. But, yes, yeah, so, yeah, I have a couple of images from this game, too. There's a, a Troy Brown play that I remember specifically. So, we've got so that, that to look forward uh, to. That's next week, though? Atlanta? That is next week, yes, Atlanta. In Atlanta, in the Georgia Dome. And uh, I can't wait for that one because I think that's going to be a, a good game to talk about. A doozy. This is where they really kick into high gear. Yeah, because right now they're they're kind of hanging in there. They're three and four. Things aren't looking particularly great, but uh, I think the season is about to turn around for the better. I so. sure hope so. I hope the podcast turns around for the better. <laughs> Me too, man. What's a uh, what's a uh, uh, hope on three? Ready? One, two, three. Hope. 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 Yeah, I felt good. Next one's gonna be better, guys. Nailed it. <laughs> yeah. All right, gentlemen. We'll talk to you next week. It's been fun. Love you, boys. Love you too. Love you too. I'm glad I was included in that one this time. Were you? Yeah, last time you said I love you, but it was like to your brother. So whatever, it's it's not a thing. Were you I'm not gonna make this it a time? Thing. Oh, I, I thought it was plural. I don't know. Maybe I heard it with hope. Hope on three guys. One, two, three. Hope. 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 <laughs> All right, yeah, we're done. This is this is. Bye bye. <laughs>